Ooh, good afternoon, my peeps. Here we go again. We're going to uh, pick up in Genesis uh, chapter 34. And so uh, remember that uh, Leah gave birth to Dinah, and Dinah is uh, Jacob's only daughter. At this point, he has uh, 11 sons, and uh, she's his only daughter. And so it says in verse 1, Leah's daughter uh, Dinah, whom uh, Leah bore to Jacob, went out to see some of the young women of the area. Verse 2, when Shechem, son of Hamor, the Hivite, who was the region's chieftain, saw her, he took her and raped her. So we see that Shechem raped Dinah, um, Jacob's daughter. He became infatuated with Jacob's daughter, Dinah. He loved the young girl and spoke tenderly to her. Get this girl as a wife, he told his father. And so he raped the girl, and now he's telling his father, I want to marry her. Get her for me as my wife. In verse 5, Jacob says, or Jacob heard that Shechem had defiled his daughter Dinah, but since his sons were with his livestock in the field, he remained silent until they returned. Verse 6, meanwhile, Shechem's father Hamor came to speak with Jacob. Jacob's sons returned from the field. When they heard about the incident, they were deeply grieved and very angry. For Shechem had committed an outrage against Israel by raping Jacob's daughter, and such a thing should not be done. And so we see that the sons seem to be much more upset about this than Jacob. <clears throat> and so uh, what happens then is that um, uh, Hamor goes to Jacob, talks to Jacob and, and his sons and says, look, my son wants to marry your daughter uh, and your sister, and, and this is what we want to happen. And so um, in verse 14, the sons say, um, we cannot do this thing. They said to them, giving our sister to an uncircumcised man is a disgrace to us. We will agree with you only on this condition. If all your males are circumcised as we are, then we will give you our daughters. Take your daughters for ourselves, live with you and become one people. And so the sons are actually lying here. You know, they're setting them up. They're just letting, you know, Hamor know, okay, all is forgiven and whatnot, and, and they can get married. But this is a condition. You all have to be circumcised like us. And so we see that circumcision, if we recall, this was a sacred thing. This was a covenant sign between God and his people. And so they're using this covenant to essentially get back at what was done to their daughter. <clears throat> And so we see down um, in verse 24, all of the men of the town went to the city gate. The city gate is where the men gathered to discuss issues of the day and whatnot. And it says in verse 24, all the men who had come to the city gates listened to Hamor and his son Shechem. And all those men were circumcised. Verse 25, on the third day, when they were still in pain, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, uh, Dinah's brothers took their swords, went to the unsuspecting city, and killed every male. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with their swords. So they went to the city when they were in pain and couldn't do anything to defend themselves, and they killed all the males. And they took all the flocks, the herds, the donkeys, the dependents, the servants. They took everything that these men had had. Their wives, they, they took everything. And so in verse 30, Jacob tells his sons, uh, then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, you have brought trouble on me, 
because this was a Canaanite territory and uh, there, that, that, that was a small town and there were other territories around. And so Jacob was afraid that there was going to be retribution and his family was going to suffer. And so, but in verse 31, his sons answered, um, should we treat our sister like a prostitute? And so in other words, they were justifying everything that they did. And I can't say personally that I blame them. You know, uh, were they wrong for doing this? I don't know. I think they were wrong for using covenant promises in order to trick the man into being circumcised. But what they what they had done was very, very wrong. And so um, as far as the um, uh, Shechem is concerned, what he had done was very, very wrong. And so uh, they were basically employing an eye for an eye before God had said anything about an eye for an eye. But, uh, you know. That's the way it was. That's the way justice was handled out, handled uh, at that time. So in chapter 35, the Lord sees everything that's going on, obviously. And he tells Jacob, okay, time to book. You got to get out of here. You know, so in verse one, God says to Jacob, get up, go to Bethel and settle there. So he's telling him where to run to, where to, you know, get out of, get out of Dodge, go somewhere else and settle there. And so uh, we move through a little bit and then, um, Verse 16, it says, uh, they, they set out from Bethel, and when they were still some dis distance from Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth, and her labor was difficult. During her difficult labor, the midwife told her, don't be afraid, for you have another son. With her last breath, for she was dying, she named him Ben-Hon, Ben-Honi, and his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath. And so if you remember, Rachel was barren and then um, um, and she you know, gave the slave and whatnot. She couldn't have uh, any kids. And so we see here that, uh, and well, she had Joseph. And then we see here that she gives birth to Benjamin. And so she actually uh, gave Jacob two sons. Um, and But Benjamin was, was, was born later on in his father's life. And so we move on, and then uh, we have a, a, an issue here that doesn't rear its head until later. But in verse 22 of chapter 35, while Israel was living in that region, Reuben went in and slept with his father's concubine, Bilhah, and Israel heard about it. And so his dad heard about what his eldest, this is his eldest son, he heard about what his eldest son did. He slept with his concubine. And uh, obviously, that's a huge no-no. Um, and we, if we move forward, you know, if I just move forward quickly to chapter 49 here in Genesis, in uh, verse 4, uh, when Jacob is giving out his last words to his sons, and so he's telling them his blessing on all of, the, all of them. And so it says in verse 4, turbulent as water, you will not excel because you got into your father's bed and you defiled it. And so this is what he's telling Reuben. And so, well, let me go back to verse three. It says, Reuben, you are my firstborn, my strength, and the first fruits of my virility, excelling in uh, prominence, excelling in power. But he says, you will not excel because you, you defiled my bed, basically. And so there are consequences for actions going thousands of years back. And that's the way it exists today, even though we try not to have any uh, personal responsibility with regard to our behavior. And so uh, 
uh, and so Rachel uh, gives birth and then uh, this happens and then they're moving on. They're still traveling. And then uh, in verse 27, Jacob came to his father, Isaac. Jacob came to his father, Isaac. And in verse 29, Isaac lived 180 years. He took his last breath and died and was gathered to his people, old and full of days. His sons Esau and Jacob buried him. So we see again a tremendous blessing to live a long life. I think Abraham lived 175 years or something like that, if I recall correctly. And the same thing was said. <clears throat> you know, he died an old age and full of his days. And so you got to see, obviously, his kids, his grandkids, and so on and so forth. And so that's a tremendous blessing. So we move on and we see um, uh, we're going to take a little, little detour and talk about Esau's family. You know, and so Esau had three wives and a lot of sons and daughters and, and whatnot. And so in verse, or chapter 36 and verse 6, it says Esau took his wives, sons, daughters, and all the people of his household as well as his herds, all his livestock, and all the property he had acquired in Canaan. He went uh, to a land away from his brother Jacob, for their possessions were too many for them to live together, and because of their herds, the land they uh, stayed in could not support them. So Esau, that is Edom, uh, lived uh, in the mountains of Seir. And so we see that the blessings of Abraham are propagating through the generations. Right. Because obviously we see here that Esau and Jacob are very wealthy. They have a lot of possessions. You know, they have a lot of livestock. They have huge households. And so we see that God's covenant with Abraham is, in fact, propagating through the generations. And so uh, we move on to verse 37. And uh, do we have time for this? Yeah, we have time for this. Uh, so this is interesting. So we see that, uh, do I want to get in this? You know what? I think that we are going to stop here uh, because we, we need to talk about Joseph and, and Joseph takes some time to get into. And so um, we're going to stop right here. We're going to cut a little bit short today and we'll pick up uh, Genesis chapter 37 tomorrow. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for all that you've done for us. We think that um, that you are who you are, that you are who you say you are, and that we believe that you are who you say you are. Uh, for not only do we have your word, but we have our experience in our relationship with you. And uh, I would like to say at this point in time that if you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord, uh, you need to seriously consider getting one. It is something that will never lead you astray if you're sincere in your faith. It might not be pleasant at all times, but it will lead you into the right direction because um, uh, you know, pleasantries aren't the sign of going in the right direction. Sometimes the sign of going in the right direction is dealing with hardships and difficulties. And so the word says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And I believe that with everything in me. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your promises. And um, uh, we just say amen. So we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.